Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha. Uh, and I'm your... The one you all agree with. And I'm your husband, Moshe. And, you know, Natasha, from time to time listeners write in with varying degrees of intensity and i thought to start off our podcast today and by by i thought i mean our toxic producer laura thought Mm -hmm. that we would just read this letter neither of us have any idea what it's about uh it's a letter from a listener and we thought we could just read it and react to it and see what our listeners are uh, what they tell them about Okay, you read. Okay, I'll read. But don't make a joke every second. Just read the letter. So don't do comedy on the podcast. Instead, do it pretty serious. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, Tosh. Okay. Hi, Endless Honeys, Natasha and Moshe. I just listened to the latest dump, and I wanted to weigh in on Natasha's artificial intelligence fears. Mm. I work as a machine learning engineer and lead a software team working on AI stuff. I also have a master's in computer science... I'll give the caveat that this is just one engineer's opinion, okay? The dark conversation that we had with the Bing chatbot certainly are concerning. But without knowing how that model was built, I am just not convinced it's anything to be worried about. The long and short of it is that all AI machines are built by humans. Humans tell AI exactly what they want it to learn, and something like a chatbot is trained on very specific data that is given to it by humans. So, for all we know, that Bing bot could have been, by the way, Bing bot being the harbinger of our doom. Hello, I am Bing bot. I'm here to enslave your children. Was that a good joke? You like that joke? That was funny. That was worth it. 
That was good. I almost did a joke about engineer one engineer's opinion, like kind of connecting it to like choo-choo trains, but I didn't do that one. You think that was a good call? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Bing bot. But you, you still did it. Bing bot says carry on. Okay, uh, can I just rebut, refute that? Refute what this uh, master's in computer science is saying? Well, I'm just saying they're kind of talking about humans being, uh, you know, don't forget humans are the ones creating them. That's like implying that humans aren't like uh, able to do something really bad, you know, because I do think that power takes over and people are like, how can I control the world? And Wait, then it so gets in the wrong hands. So humans... Being in charge is bad, but not I good. I don't think that that's... The, the average human would be fine. I don't think that's the point mm. that they're making. Okay. They're not making the point that humans don't have the capability of evil, but rather that if you're worried about, at this point, um, Herr Bingbot um, <laughs> being out of control, we're not at that point yet because it's just human beings that infuse the Bingbot with whatever reaction it, uh, uh, algorithm it's, it's utilizing. So it's not like... A, a Bing bot saying I want to kill all humanity is saying that on their own. They're saying that based on the programming that the human being that programmed them programmed them to say. I don't understand. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Uh, so Bing bot could have been fed some weird data from darker corners of the internet. Honestly, Microsoft was pri probably trying to generate some media attention. It, it, <laughs> it is. Sorry, I just had a really funny thought. Let's hear it. Well, it's. <clears throat> once we once AI becomes sentient, what they want to do, like how when we were little, we wanted to break out of our house and like sneak out. I used to climb out my window. Yeah. They want to get into the dark web. Oh, you're saying <laughs> Bingbot wants to sneak out of the, the light web and yeah. go play in the dark web. Yeah, That's they want to know idea. what's out there. It's like a very Snow Crash of you, Natasha. You should have been a cyberpunk writer. I never read Snow Crash. Uh, to be honest with you, I started it four times and never finished it. <laughs> Okay, Bingbot. Honestly, Microsoft. Okay, it is true that deep learning is somewhat of a quote black box unquote, meaning researchers don't know exactly how it works. What is deep learning, or how it learns to make certain predictions slash perform certain tasks? Anything that is a technology that exists that the people that invented it don't quite understand how it works, I'm nervous about. <laughs> I know. I'm not down. Yeah, see, you're on my side. Bingbot is a deep learner. Bingbot <laughs> doesn't know why. Bingbot's masters don't know why either. Bingbot will eat your child. This is one reason that people are scared by it. Yeah, no shit. It'll recruit your child. And there are many AI professionals that are of a mindset that artificial intelligence could become dangerous in our lifetimes. Oh, you really? That's weird. I, however, have an extremely hard time believing that to be true. And there are also many AI professionals who share my beliefs. By the time technology has advanced to the point of danger, it probably also will have advanced to the point of amazing discoveries. I'm talking new drugs, major medical advancements, accurate predictions of natural disasters, solutions to world problems. They're only going to use things to make money. No, that's, that's not true, honey. And by the way, it's not all of the things she just mentioned would make money. New drugs, predicting that they all are money makers. Listen, I have a BA in theater criticism. <laughs> what do I know? Oh, I thought you were going to say so. You know. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like this idea because my whole thing with AI is not that it's not extremely foreboding and extremely concerning and dangerous, but there's 
a hundred percent disaster prediction if human beings continue to run things the way they're running them. So at least Bingbot gives us some chance of survival. Human beings continuing to just uh, to just tear through the runway that is our timeline with carbon and blah blah blah. There's no chance. You that think that the robots will be like more conservationists? No, no. Listen to what I'm saying, because I'm a philosopher. Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a a critical theorist. I read your book. I also have a BA. It's in religious studies. So in some ways, I'm a theologian. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is not that AI will do uh, benevolent works upon the world. What I'm saying is my faith in humanity is zero. Humans will destroy the world. So maybe Bingbot has a 5% chance, a 10% chance of saving the, the acute crises that we're in the midst of. Would it be better if humans solve those crises? Sure, but it's not going to happen. So at least Bingbot might. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. It's a possibility. That seems extremely naive. I thought you were smarter than that, Moshe. Well, I think you're extremely naive, and for reasons I can't explain. All right, Bingbot, Bingbot continue. Um, there are plenty of researchers who are trying to use AI for good and who have not yet reached commercial success. Chatbots like ChatGPT and Bing's Sydney are built on relatively common ag algorithms, the same algorithms used by other AI research. The difference is that huge companies can spend the money required to train these giant models, which takes a lot of server power. Then they can create all this hype and get a lot of media attention. It's all marketing and money. At the end of the day, you can always pull the plug on an AI machine. Literally, you just unplug the energy source. It's still just a computer. And it learns to, if it learns to live without power, then hey, we've solved the energy crisis. Love you, Tina. Now that was a good... Let me just say, Tina, for non-Bingbot, that was a very good closing line. Mm -hmm. what I, I would say that was a <clears throat> mic drop. Well, I will say, Moshe, I have one word for you. Yeah? Exponential. Okay. You, you, exponential growth in, of the danger and the positive possibilities of ai bingbot let me ask you this would you let bingbot go down on you if you knew <laughs> if you knew it was guaranteed to give you the best orgasm of your life uh no you wouldn't fuck bingbot? no I would no fuck no no i would fuck bingbot tomorrow no you you already fuck bingbot by driving a tesla and having like a toaster that talks no, to you my whole issue is that i can't fuck my tesla i want to so bad Speaking of Tesla, I did get into an unbelievably minor fender bender the other day, and my car completely stopped working <laughs> in the shop for a month now. I felt like my laptop got hit by a Honda Civic for, with a co-ed driving it. All right, well, let's listen to some secrets. Bingbot would love to hear secrets. Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. I have a secret for you. <clears throat> so when I was growing up, I wanted to be known as a prankster. So one day when I was in middle school, I got a Ziploc bag. And I took my parents' Metamucil and put, I don't know, half a cup, three quarters of a cup in the bag and took it to school with me. And then during lunch, I bought one of these fruit smoothies that was really popular uh, among the kids. And I secretly dumped all of the Metamucil powder into the smoothie and stirred it up really nice. Then I went over to the table where all the jocks would sit. I was kind of friends with them, but not really a part of their group. And I told everyone that I was too full and wasn't going to finish it. And if anyone wanted it, they could. And it turns out I ended up sending, I think, three or four kids home with uh, stomach issues. Uh, so that's my secret. 
first prank, and I think I poisoned a few middle schoolers. Uh, thanks, guys. Love the pod. I love the idea of people doing things just for their own amu- self-amusement. Just p- maliciousness for the sake of fun. I mean, it's not that malicious. Yeah. I, yeah what to I, give him the shit. What I was thinking was, like, how dumb are jocks to see, like, a dork walk up with a, with a fresh smoothie going, Hello, jocks. <laughs> Anybody want a free smoothie? And they're all like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And they all pass it around. Like you, the, the fact that you didn't smell a rat is just like, did these guys never watch movies or TV about high schools? By the way, if you're judging us for having a little bit of a uh, production meltdown during The Last Secret, you know what? We're human. And now you know that right behind the Endless Honeymoon banner is a beautiful painting of a Native American man on horseback. <laughs> Uh, not a bing bot no no that's not a bing bot at all that's a man Natasha is fixing our set as we speak wow you're really letting people into the magic by the way Natasha speaking of bing bots I mean I don't want to get off this secret because it was there's there's more to be said Uh, but um, I because I also think it's a bit of a brave thing to do it's it's not just a, a harmless prank it's like you're literally going up to the strongest men in your school, giving them diarrhea and hoping they don't beat the shit out of you. They probably would have beat the shit out of you anyway. Exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm down. I think anything you want to do to jocks is okay. I have a confession to make with you. What's that? Um, I've never dated a jock. I have dated a jock. I've dated some athletes in my day. I'm not interested. Um, I have a uh, confession, which is that the other day we're planning a, a, a camping trip. We're, oh, by the way. Breaking news. June 29th, we're doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping in Portland, Oregon at the Polaris Hall. And leading up to that, we're going on a really cool trip in the RV, going camping all through all these really beautiful places in Northern California and Southern Oregon. But I wasn't sure where to camp. And Google wasn't giving me results. It, you know, it's really difficult to say what are the greatest, what are the best places to camp from Berkeley, California, which is going to be where we're starting from, to uh, Portland, Oregon. You know who I asked? Why? Who? Bing Bot. Oh. And it gave me a lot of great suggestions. I used ChatGPT mm. to plan our camping but trip. Couldn't you also have used Google? Because Google doesn't work like that. It was like all, anyway, whatever. The point is, I've been cheating on you with Bing Bot. Let's hear another secret. Hi, Moshe. Hi, Natasha. Um, Long time listener. I've left a couple secrets, uh, but here's another one. Um, my secret is that ever since Whole Foods has self-checkout, um, I always steal at least one thing. Um, and the thing I've stolen the most lately is, uh, the, like, the sushi bowls. I don't know what it is. I just, like, I'm like very sweet looking, so people don't really look twice at me and uh, think she would never steal, right? I just looked over. I'm also really small too, so people don't see me either. Um, so that's my secret. Uh, I always steal from Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I have to admit, this is my zone. And it would be very hard for me once I figured out it was foolproof. And like, I knew how to do it. I knew that I wouldn't get caught. And that also, if I did get caught, I could just be like, oh, I put it through just like the other ones. 
This is not. And then I would feel like, oh, I can actually like get free food. It's not foolproof. We've been through this before. They're not going to arrest you for stealing eight dollars off of your hundred dollar tab. Thousand percent, they will. Really? We've been through this before. Stealing. Is <laughs> your zone is shoplifting. <laughs> Stealing is not... I don't do it now, but I did when I didn't have money. You don't steal based on whether or not the company you're stealing from is or is not deserving of theft. Yeah, it does the Amazon Inc. Uh, have the ability to absorb an $8 sushi bowl loss and does do maybe they deserve it for the, what they've done to small businesses? Okay, sure, there's an argument to be made. That's not why you don't steal. There's two reasons you don't steal. One, you don't want to be a thief. That does it, it, bad it, karma. Just forget karma, even right. It's like you're you are a, a, if you steal, you are a thief. Okay, but forget it. You can make an argument. Robin Hood, you know, capitalism. You, need money. you know, it's not fair for them to have it. They're stealing from us. Sure, profit is theft. Blah blah blah. The main reason you don't steal is because you can go to jail and you don't want to go to jail as an adult because you just thought it was funny to steal sushi. Like, yeah, if you're desperate and your kid needs pampers and you're going to steal some diapers from CVS because it's like, if not, she's shitting in a bucket. Okay, that's worth it. That's stealing. Yeah. It, you've made it, that's Jean Valjean. What if you really? That's Jean Valjean. I stole a loaf of bread. I had to do it. It's what had to be done. Well, sometimes when you're poor, you want to have sushi too. Well, I'm not saying poor people. Actually, I am saying poor people don't deserve sushi. If there's one poor quote, I'm not from saying this, this girl's poor. I'm just saying but when if, I did this, I didn't have much money. But if there's one poll quote I want people to take from this podcast, it's poor people don't deserve sushi. Oh okay? Even if they save up for it and they can afford it, they don't deserve it. It's a delicacy only for the very rich, me and my buddy Bezos. My point is not that 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 the theft itself has some karmic weight, but rather you just I've been arrested for shoplifting. It's fucking humiliating. And I was 13 years old. What are you, 30 years old, 25 years old? You got bills to pay and all of a sudden you're in county jail for four days because you fucking stole a bowl of sushi? I feel strongly about this, Natasha. Okay, okay. I will never I, I don't I well, do you not don't have steal. To agree with me. No, I don't steal, but I have done things like this. What especially if- at self checkout when I didn't have money. It, like I had like $85 total. So like being able to like... It, 95%. And by the way, I probably have done this in my life like five times, but I, I just, I I have gone there. I was a thief my whole youth and I loved shoplifting. I ever tell you, my friends used to, I'm sure I've said it on the podcast, they used to goad me into shoplifting for on their behalf. Yes. Yeah. They say so, you're so good at it. Yeah. They'd be like, oh man, nobody can do it like you. And I'd be like, okay. And then I get arrested. But, I mean, yeah. the point is, if you <laughs> stole a fucking bowl of sushi because you thought it was funny when own a rider style... And then all of a sudden, I'm going to pick up our kid from preschool and I get a call from the county jail saying, your bail has been set at 1200 bucks. I'm just like, what the fuck? So anyway. I'm worth it, right? I would pay it. But also, I'd- I think Winona Ryder was maybe more of a thrill yeah. because when I was really young doing it in seventh grade before I had the realization of what is right and wrong, which is why kids do it because they haven't come to that yet. Um, I remember it was fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do it because you think it's not right it's not wrong don't do it because you don't want to get it would be so humiliating to get arrested and expensive your bail will cost more than the combined price of all of the sushi bowls and just because you're short and cute doesn't mean (laughs) 
that the Amazon Corporation doesn't have a theft loss, uh, a, a loss protection uh, department. Anyway. Speak, wait, hold on. I have, I have another question for you. I'm fucking fired up right now. Speaking of short and cute, I also used to get a thrill when I would be traveling. Like I was in Amsterdam once and I'm so small, I could just kind of like weave my way into like an opera or something. Mm. And so then like I could actually watch something in the back. It wasn't sold out and no one ever asked me. And I was always good at like getting into things, you know? I would say... Is the, that wrong too? Forget wrong. The odds... Yes. Is it wrong to break into an opera? <laughs> yeah, I would say probably so. I would imagine that the uh, Dutch opera is not operating at a... Uh, insane profit um blue zone or whatever the black what's the good good is black the point is could you go to jail for it i just don't ever want to go to jail as a grown-up i'm not trying to go to jail especially in germany well then you get deported and never be able to go back that's a real issue Mm -hmm. but or the netherlands i think that if you tried sneaking into an opera and they caught you the odds are even higher that they just kick you out i don't think they would cool story though Cool story, bro. Hey, uh, uh, any press is good press. All right, Bingbot, forward. One more secret. Hey, Moshe Natasha. I am calling at 11 at night, and I just wanted to let you know that I just finished a hookup session with a trucker who was parked at a love station, and it was awesome. I did not know that they had a bed in the back, but apparently they do have a bed. And uh, it was the coolest experience because I've actually never been inside of a truck before. So it was dark, private, and super hot. That's my secret. Thank you very much. Love it. That's like a penthouse forum letter right there. I know, but I just keep thinking like I'm his mom and I'm scared it was dangerous. Right. Well, you could get killed, but to be honest, though, a, a Love's parking lot in the back of a long-haul <laughs> trucker's rig, I mean, that's pretty much the stuff fantasies are made of. How do you think they they set this up? Online? That's a great question. Because you you're always like telling yeah. me online's the only way. You it has what? to be, you're right? right. And it just took all the magic out of it. Because I pictured this guy in like short shorts mm-hmm. and like heels walking through the parking lot of a, of a Love's with like a halter top on, kind of making <laughs> eyes at all the drivers. And then one mm-hmm. of them beckons with a come here finger. But no, you're right. They were just probably texting back and forth. And he's like, come to the Love's. He probably, to- he probably knew he had a truck. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, maybe there's a dating site. Oh, truckers need truckersneeddick2.com mm-hmm. listen this is hot I, I can't deny it it's pretty fucking hot just the thought of you splayed out with 55 tons of uh, yellow onions in the back <laughs> <laughs> or chemicals yeah yeah it's just like buckets and buckets of hydrochloric acid it's <laughs> a beautiful secret alright do we have one more no we don't Okay, well, Natasha, listen. Let's tell these people how to leave secrets of their own. If you have a secret, give us a call at 213-222-8608. You can also email us and be a, a guest on our podcast, Direct Contact, EndlessHoneymoonPod at gmail.com. Or go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also watch every episode there. Yes. Also, our Patreon, it's fat, it's ready, We have it's a horny, dinner party coming up. And we got a dinner party coming up. If you want to come over to dinner... You know, in our Zoom Zoom way. Uh, Fuck with up. us. Yeah, be on the Patreon. And also, come to see us in Portland. Live podcast with friend of the pod and former neighbor, Nicholas Thune, 
He'll be joining us as a very special guest, so come see us. And also, there probably aren't tickets available, but if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, I think there were some left for the Friday Late Show. Come see me at the Washington, D.C. Improv with friend of the pod, Andrew Michaud. It's pronounced Washington, honey. Washington, D.C. All right, well, listen, Mosh, uh, I gotta go. Okay, you got anything to say to me before we go? See you at couples therapy? Yes, but also... I love you. And I love you, too. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.